1: IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It's Tuesday, January 31st. Happy 91st birthday to my grandmother. She turns 91 today, and she is on her way back to Virginia for a little vacation with my parents. So I had a chance to go into Lima this weekend and hang out with them, Ryan. You guys did a great job yesterday on the recruiting show, but we're back at it, and we're going to talk some Notre Dame football. But we're going to do a little special bonus edition here. At the beginning, Ryan, and we're going to talk cornerback, right? So this is sort of our our State of the Union, position by position, look at where things are now and moving forward with Notre Dame. We're going to talk about the cornerback position. We're going to do a mailbag after that. So you can go ahead and start throwing your mailbag questions in there. I see some of you already done that. But Ryan, I want to talk a little senior bowl before we get started. So let's talk about 10 or 15 minutes here uh, set aside to talk about the Notre Dame players in the senior bowl. Isaiah Foskey and Jarrett Patterson are the two Notre Dame players. And look, Ryan, I, I want to address something first and foremost and give you a chance to speak on it is Contrary to the Twitter world, which I don't even know why I even reference that anymore because it's so weird. But this is a big week for these guys, a very big week, because whether you like it or not or agree with it or not, the reality is the Senior Bowl is a huge opportunity for these guys to, to impact their draft status. And I would argue that it was the Senior Bowl performance by Zach Martin that jumped him up to number 16 overall, not his brilliant four-year career at Notre Dame, as a starter at Notre Dame. They liked him because of that, but it was the work he did there. Robert Hainsey, Senior Bowl week, jumped him into the third round. And so we've seen Drew Tranquil had a great Senior Bowl performance that I think vaulted his draft stock along with his offseason workout. So this is a big, big, big part of the draft process. So Isaiah Foskey and Jared Patterson have a chance to make a big splash this week, Ryan.
0: Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
2: I mean, mean, the whole draft process is a resume process, right? Like you're filling out your resume. I mean, the bulk of what, teams are going to be excited about evaluators scouts decision makers what they're all going to be excited about is the fact that hey you put some really good tape on film right like we got a chance to watch you and we liked a lot of what you presented as a football player but that's not the end to the process some people think that it that's it it's all that matters no it's not it's not the senior bowl yes people are gonna be talking about the on-fields things that they're going to be involved in, right? The practice scheduled throughout the week, the one-on-ones, inside run, team drill, working to the end of, this, of the week, and then you have the game that nobody actually cares about. But it's also the measurements that are coming out today, right? You want to see the heights, the weights, the wingspans, the athletic traits. You also want to be able to sit down with these players in one-on-one settings and really dig into not only their story, but who they are as people, right? Where their personality is, how much they will fit. So, this is a really big resume process, man. the The film is what matters most, but then you get the Senior Bowl, which is a massive opportunity to be able to sit down and do everything to kind of check some boxes. Then you get the Combine and Pro Day circuit. This absolutely matters; it hundred percent does because what the Senior Bowl does is it isolates players a lot too during practice week. You know, like there's some players where they're a good college football player, but they're a part of a great unit, let's say, for instance, right? And it kind of masks that, like maybe individually, they're not a great player. But in the practice, I mean, Isaiah Fosse is going to have one-on-one pass rush opportunities where it's him and one other guy. That's it. I want to see what Isaiah presents as a football player. I want to see what Jared does against some of the better interior rushers that are on, on the scene in Mobile, be able to handle himself in just increased space. And this is a test for everyone. And it is a... The only time in this draft process, aside from the combine, where all these players will be in the same exact environments, right? That's another thing that we don't talk enough about is that it's a lot different than comparing players when one plays at the University of Notre Dame, another player plays at USC completely across the country, right? They're completely different situations and that context is lost sometimes in this setting, whether you're a North Dakota state player, a Notre Dame player, Florida state, USC, Texas, who cares where you come from? You're in the same environment, the same situation, and you get to see who who takes advantage of that opportunity or who who, who falls a little bit short ultimately.
1: Well, we saw a Division three kid come up in a couple of years ago and, and shine during this process and, and perform well and, and really build up his reputation. And I did notice something. Jim Nagy uh, said this. He's the director of the Senior Bowl, I believe, still correct. But he mentioned that now there's no you know there every NFL team that's there is meeting with every player. I did yep. notice that, which is interesting because before would be like, hey, we're just going to talk to this guy, this guy, and this guy. They're all going to get a chance to meet with these NFL teams, which means sometimes I actually think it's a great move. I, I do. And I don't know where that came from, if that was league mandated, if that was something the senior bowl is pushing. But, you know, sometimes you may not have a guy on your board. But then you sit right. down and you talk to him like, we got we to gotta look at this guy. This guy's got a little something. You know what I mean? So we, exactly. we need to. We need to be able to take a look at this guy. So I think it's certainly good for him. And, and it's like, as we said, a great opportunity for the, those guys. The practice week, I think, is phenomenal. I love, I love looking at that. We get some all 22 of some of that stuff and just watch these guys kind of battle because you, you, it's not just do you win reps, but like what do you do when you lose a rep? Exactly. You know, do, do, how do you do you dog it? Do you get mad? Do you come back? Do you get pissed? Do you want to come back? Do you want to get right back at it and get that rep? I mean, those are things that you're, as a scout, you're looking at. You're just not, oh, that guy won three reps. It's like, okay. How did he win and all that? But what did he do the couple times he lost a rep?
2: You know, and and I love that. It's a great point, Brian, because a couple years ago, Spencer Brown from Northern Iowa was there during the COVID impacted season. So he didn't have a season, still went into the draft. And the first day, you could see the rust, right? Like he just wasn't there. He lost almost every single pass rush rep that day. But then come back day two, day three, and he was a completely different football player. So, I mean, you're right. You want to see the – resolve of these players you want to see that ability to pick themselves up a little bit to kind of work through the rough stretches during practices because that also matters right that's where you're isolating not just the football player but also the competitor in them right like are they going to sulk are they going to just kind of feel bad for themselves are they going to get up and they're they going to improve throughout the majority of the week because that's what scouts really want to see not a lot of scouts care most about what they see the first day they don't They care about what they say day two, day three, because that shows maturation during the week and to get things kicked off, man, outside of just the measurements, which is always fun. Isaiah Foskey was one of the chosen speakers today on the poll along with, along with Max Duggan from TCU. So Isaiah was one of the guys that Jim Nagy chose to spotlight, got to sit down and, you know, present himself in front of the, in front of everybody, all the media that were on hand. So You know, I think that Isaiah has a chance to rise. So does Jared, and I think it's going to be an excellent week for Notre Dame players, I really do.
1: I think we'll get into the measurements here in a minute, Ryan, but that's something to me right there that is going to be good for Isaiah during this process. The more NFL teams get to know him, the better they're going to feel about him. There's going to be no questions about his work ethic. There's going to be no questions about his character. There's going to be no questions about his intelligence. All that stuff's going to get answered because, you know, look, his numbers were great this year. But he wasn't and he was good this year, but he wasn't quite as dominant as he was a year ago, in my opinion. But he wasn't bad, you know. And so I think that season kind of hurt him in some areas. But I think the the fact that the production was still there, even though he didn't play great all the time, or at least he wasn't as consistent as he was last year. Sure. There's a couple games where he was brilliant, but then there was a couple games he just disappeared. We never saw that from him last year in 2021. He was just kind of good every week. But the other things are going to check off. There's going to be a lot of those boxes, that the, the off-the-field boxes that are going to get checked this week for Isaiah Foskey. I think that's going to be very important, very, very important. And I'm curious to kind of see what people say about Jared Patterson, because I don't know Jarrett Patterson as well. And we, we don't hear him talk as much, you know, and, and he's a kind of a traditional offensive lineman. You know, Jarrett's got no problem talking, and he'll, he'll get in front of me. We don't hear about him a ton. So I'm very curious to how he, he arrives. So, because look, this has been a great process for Notre Dame offensive linemen. I mean, Quentin Nelson shined yes. at the Senior Bowl. Zach Martin shined at the Senior Bowl. I mentioned Robert Haney shined at the Senior Bowl. Another guy that had a, a good Senior Bowl week, struggled in the game, but had a good Senior Bowl week, which shows again why they, these teams don't care as much about the game. Was Ian Book? I thought had a good week of practice and and you know didn't struggled in the game, but had a good week of practice and and that I think helped boosted his stock as as well. So. Ryan, let's talk a little bit about just briefly about Isaiah Foskey as sure. he kind of goes into this process. Look, there's a lot of range of opinions on him right now. He was a guy that's considered a late first round, borderline first round pick coming in. I think almost everybody had him there. As you mentioned, the season was a bit up and down. That has caused some team, some teams and some analysts and some mock drafters and people that we respect, right? So this isn't like just any random guy, but you know, guys like you and I respect uh, that still have him drafted. Right. And, and first or, you know, I think I think Mel Kuyper had Isaiah Foskey going in round one. Late first. Yep. I think Dame Brugler has him more right now in like late round two, round three category. Right. So what does I first of all, um, let's talk about the first thing I think Isaiah is going to make an impact with this week, which is what you mentioned, who he is, his character It's going to do well, but his measurements Yes. So I want to talk about what his measurements were, Ryan, and then talk about what he needs to show this week at the senior bowl to really make a strong impression on people.
2: Yeah, I mean, so things got off to a great start, which we expected it to, right? I mean, I don't think I think most people could look at Isaiah Fosky on the field and be like, that's an impressive looking athlete, right? And he measured in just as we expected six four, seven eighths. So right around six five, he'd be six five with spikes on 262 pounds. 33 and six eighth inch arms so 33 and three quarters i know every scouts work to the eighth of an inch me and brian talk about that all the time i but. hate it i hate it i hate it but anyway 81 The point is yes. they'll go
1: 64 and four eighths no that's 64 and a half that's six yes. four and a half but they'll say four eighths which is just drives me nuts but anyway because we already Any. have questions about that in the mailbag
2: right yes and 81 and five eighth inch wingspan so from a physical perspective checks every box you would want every single one you know he's got the height he's got the weight he's got the length everything lo- looks good on the hoof right that's and that's honestly because I, I you're right there is a wide range of varying opinions on him you know like there's still I think there's still some teams around the league that have you know late first round grades on him, and they should I mean from a talent perspective it makes complete sense he's a free show of an athlete but then there are some other teams that have second to third round grades, like you said, with like a, the Dane Brugler kind of valuation, right? So there are a lot of mixed opinions on him. One thing that can't be mixed, though, is that you look at Isaiah Foskey, you're like, that's what an NFL defense event looks like. That's the guy right there. That's how you draw it up in a lab. So he, he gets he got to speak in front of the media, in front of everyone there. He got to show off his physique, obviously, in the, the weigh-ins opportunities. So, I mean, those things we expect Isaiah to do really well at. He showed out and he's off to a good start, obviously. Let's talk about Jerry. I think one thing I want to see from him, I think the one-on-ones are going to be huge for him this
1: week. Yes. Because I, I I, could see him having a good first day, you know, because of his first step and his length. My thing for him, Ryan, is I want to see him have success throughout the week because the one concern that we have on him based on what he did in Notre Dame was he basically had two moves. And they were yes. very similar moves. There's just a pure speed at rush. And then there was basically a a, a bull rush. Long arm. Yeah, he, yeah exactly. And yeah. so he did not, when he, I think one of the issues I think he had early in the season, Ryan, is he was trying other moves and they weren't working. Right. And he just, well, he hadn't mastered those yet. Has he been able to kind of add those to his repertoire during this bowl prep? Or I mean, during this uh, senior bowl prep. That's something I want to see, because he's going to have to show he can do more. Because as you mentioned, even if he comes, let's just say he does have success day one as a pass rusher, he's using his quickness, he's using his length and power to have success. These offensive tackles in day two and day three, you're going to say, okay, that's the move. You're going to have to beat me something else now. Sure. And can he do that? I think if he can do that, I could see him having a huge, huge jump. You ready? Showtime.
2: I mean, honestly, if he has a great process, I wouldn't be surprised if a team drafts him in the middle of the first round just because he has so many traits to work with. Like, I would not be shocked one little bit. And the good thing to your point, Brian, because you're 100% correct, he doesn't have nuance as a pass rusher right now. He doesn't. He's got two moves, and they're both power-predicated moves. It's not, there's no nuance to it, right? There's no change-up. I think of it – a good pass rusher is almost like a really good pitcher, right? Like the more great pitches you have in your arsenal – the tougher you are to hit. And that's the same thing with a pass rusher. The more moves you have that you can go to, the more impossible you are to stop. So that's going to be big time. One cool note is that he has been working so far this offseason with Brandon Jordan, who's one of the best pass rush specialists in the business. He's working with Will Anderson as well from Alabama this cycle as well. And Brandon's very good as far as kind of the nuance of the position. So I'm hoping that we see a Isaiah Foskey that maybe has a couple more moves in his bag and is able to throw things out because it is a pretty talented offensive tackle group that is in Mobile. So he's going to be tested against, you know, the the, the Blake Freelands of the world who we saw from BYU, right? Dewan Jones is on the roster. He's got Matt Bergeron that he saw from Syracuse. Like there's some really good offensive tackle, Jalen Duncan from Maryland. There's some good pass protectors on the both squads for the Senior Bowl mm-hmm. this week. And I think Isaiah really has an opportunity to show that he has had, had a lot of it, a lot of growth so far this offseason in that department.
1: Yeah, it's a great opportunity for Isaiah, and I, and, and again, I, I'm he's the guy that I'm most curious to see because he there is such that range of what he can prove this week. Let's talk about a little bit about Jared Patterson. You and I got word from some of your sources this summer that Jared Patterson had pretty short arms. Yes. Uh, or at least is gonna measure 30 uh, short arms. And and he we saw that obviously today. He had well just go ahead and first begin, Ryan. Just give the measurements that he had today.
2: Yep. Jared weighed in at six, four and seven eighths, so he's six foot five, right around three hundred and four pounds, ten inch hands, thirty-one and five eighths inch inch arms. So a hair over six a uh, half and a half and seventy-seven and five-eighth inch wingspan. So
1: not really the ideal length. But not also not a huge problem for an interior guy, I don't think. And it's something that's the more important thing is it's never really been an issue on film for him, Brian, in sure. his career. Uh, so, but at the same time, as you mentioned, he's going to be going up against a different group of dudes this week, and you're yes. going to be going up against guys that, that are going to be drafted players, uh, snap after snap. So, you know, it's it interesting. His his draft stock has also fallen this past year. I think part of it is the injury. He just was never able to kind of fully be himself. This season, we didn't see Jarrett at his best for most of the season, physically at his best most of the season, should be healthier now. I think, number one for me, and this has nothing to do with the NFL, for me, Jarrett Patterson's stock went up in my head just because he played in the bowl game. And he had every reason not to play in the bowl game, and he still played in the bowl game. Sure, And, and I thought played well in the bowl game. But this is a chance for him to kind of, I think, make some noise because I feel like to a degree with Jarrett Patterson, two things have really hurt him. Number one is he's just never taken that next jump as a player. He's just been pretty darn good his whole career. There was never that, that third year jump or fourth year jump that we've seen from other guys, you know, like Liam Eikenberg was a solid players first couple years as a starter, you know, and then that last year it's like, oh boy, you know, this guy really exploded onto the scene. Jared Patterson to me was much more just kind of, he was always kind of pretty good, you know? And, Never became a dominant player, and I think the injury the injury history obviously is part of that as well. Um, you know, is going to be the other thing is is you know, just never took that leap, and I think the injury history is part of what I what I feel is some guy guys that play as much as he's played, you can kind of start to overanalyze their game, yes, and pick at things that maybe you don't see as much. And a guy that's really been like a one year wonder type of guy, and and so that's why I've always said be careful of one year wonders a quarterback. I've always said that. It, it. There's a long list of one-year wonders, a quarterback that didn't make it in the National Football League, right? Because teams figure out your weaknesses a lot faster than college teams can. you know. So this is going to be a week for him, Ryan, where if he can kind of come out and have a really strong week, he's the guy that I could see, see his stock raise a lot like Robert Hainsey's stock raised as well. I'm not saying he's going to have a Zach Martin type of jump. I don't think he's that kind of player. He was never as good as Zach Martin was. But I do think potentially, Ryan, he could definitely vault himself back securely into that round too, because I do think he did show positional flexibility this year. I think he can show he can be a starting guard or center at the next level, in my opinion, which should help him in this
2: draft process. I mean, it gives him a great baseline. You know, the more that you can do, the better off you are. The the fact that he showed that he can now play guard on top of being a three-year starter at center. I mean, like that's tremendous for him, right? So it gives you a really nice baseline. The thing about Jared – that has always been a little maddening is I think that he has really good tools. And I think people underestimate that just kind of for this, what you just said, right? He's kind of been steady Eddie throughout most of his career, you know, just a good football player, maybe never hit elite status, obviously during his career. But I think that, so I think people get this preconceived notion that he's not an incredibly talented player. He's just a good football player. When in reality, I think that Jared Patterson has really good foot quickness in my opinion, right? He's got, I mean, he's 6'5", 300-plus pounds playing center position. That's still a pretty big center, man. And the, the length conversation might limit him basically of being a full-time guard at the next level. He's probably more of a center only that can play guard in a pinch. But at the end of the day, I still think that there's upside with a guy like a Jared Patterson because I still don't think he's quite hit his ceiling. I just really don't. I think that there's still more to get there. When you see him in these practices, where I think is going to be big, is that he's going to mirror really well in the one on ones. You know, I, I don't think anybody's going to beat him just around his shoulder, like upfield shoulder, mm-hmm. inside shoulder. Like, I just don't think he's going to lose that way. The one thing I've always had said about Jared that is the one thing that I'm curious about is his power profile, right? His ability to anchor against maybe some bigger interior rushers, because he was a really good pass blocker for the most part in his career. But you know when you play center or guard, you're helping a lot, right? There's not really a ton of one-on-one opportunities usually. In this setting, he's going to have an opportunity to go one-on-one against some of the better defensive tackles in this class. And I look forward that when those guys just try to forklift him or just get inside his chest, is he able to drop his butt, drop his anchor, and able to withstand that power profile? Because I think if he has a good week, Brian, like you said, I think he can rise substantially because – rise substantially, excuse me, because I think that – Right now, most people are looking at him as a early to mid day three player, like rounds four, rounds five, somewhere in that ballpark. I think with a great week, he can find himself somewhere in that late day two-ish range. I think that he could be a third round type of player because he still has upside. It doesn't completely forget the film because there's still inconsistencies on the film, obviously. But at the end of the day, there is upside. And I think that you can bank on that uh, on top of the fact that he has shown that he can he can give you some reps at a couple different spots now.